A glorious and amazing day today, and I mean a glorious and amazing day. And thank you for being with me. Today we're talking about why will normalization happen prophetically between Israel and Saudi, and Saudi Arabia. Why, why is that important when it comes to prophecy? Is really what I want to talk to you about. And I have with me Lucas, one of our brand new staff members. Yes. What a blessing he's been. His mom was healed yes, sir. years ago watching us on This Is Your Day, and he was in her womb when God healed her. Yes, sir. And now here he is working with me. Isn't that wonderful? And Jesus, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor and majesty, Lord, for your amazing love and grace. And to you be the glory. And God's wonderful people said, Amen and Amen. All right, so you have a question for me. I Go do. ahead. Yes, sir. So you spoke a few days to us, a few days ago to us, I'm sorry, about the peace that is coming to Israel and Saudi Arabia. Right. And my one question, sir, is prophetically and biblically, what, is that, what does that mean for us? And why is it so important? Well, because of what Ezekiel talked about. So let's all t go together to Ezekiel 38. But before I, I, I read Ezekiel, I want to also remind you of what happened uh, on Friday at the United Nations when Bibi Netanyahu announced to the world that Saudi Arabia and Israel are on the verge of having normal relations. Well, that has incredible... This is like... A, very important prophetically and has incredible results in it prophetically. And a lot of you watched the live uh, broadcast that I brought to you on Saturday. And a lot of you, goodness, high, high numbers for that because I think the interest is so great. And I thought, okay, let's explain it to you a little more. Let's talk to you a little more about why it's so important. Well, first of all, first of all, because it's prophesied. Mm. The Bible talks about in Ezekiel 38. Well, let's just go first there. It says there's coming a war <clears throat> called between Israel and Gog and Magog and so on. And the nations that will join in that war against Israel are present-day Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, and so forth. But here's what it says that is quite, I think, amazing. It says in verse... Well, let's just begin at verse 10. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall also come to pass at the same time shall things come into your mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest and dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having either neither bars nor gates. Well, that's not so yet. Israel now has a lot of checkpoints. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, uh, you know, a lot of division between them and the Palestinian uh, areas. There's a wall between the Palestinian areas and, and the Jewish state. So how can this prophet come, come about? Mm -hmm. There has to come peace. Because it says, unwalled villages. Yeah. You, will, you will invade a land that is at rest, dwelling safely all of them without walls, <laughs> mm -hmm. neither bars or gates. 
Well, bars or gates are checkpoints that are today in Israel in some parts of what is called the West Bank. Well, okay, how can this be fulfilled without peace? And peace cannot happen between, listen, between the Arab world and Israel without the Saudis coming in. Because Saudi Arabia funds the the Arab world. They're the richest Arabic nation in the world because of the oil and all that they've had. And now they're, they're increasing their wealth technologically in Saudi Arabia. And the new crown prince is a very smart man who is really changing the face of Saudi Arabia today. And, and the nations now want relations, economic relations, more economic relations and so on with the Saudis because of that. But Israel, it's a key because Israel today has become a major superpower, technologically a superpower. And uh, Saudis, they really have no choice but to make peace with Israel. Here's why, too, because the G20, a few days back, decided to build, you see this amazing thing happening in this part of the world where I come from, thank God, there is going to be a connection economically between India and Europe that has to go through Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Israel, and and Mm -hmm. up to Europe. Well, for that to happen, you can't have war or no normal relations between those nations. There's got to be connections because they have to work together. Otherwise, it will not benefit them. So that is a very important thing that just happened in the G20 conference in India, where the nations that are a part of of that part of the world decided to build not only rails, but fiber optic uh, connections and cables and much more to communicate and work with each other. Two billion people are coming together to help each other economically. Well, that can't happen without peace. So the Saudis are right in the middle of what will be that connection, Mm -hmm. okay? But the prophecy uh, that we see in Ezekiel is even more convincing and more important. Lord, I give you praise for that. Dear God, it's so exciting. Because it says in verse 13, Sheba and Dedan. Who's Sheba and Dedan? The Saudis. Mm. You read Ezekiel 38, 13, it says Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish. Who's Tarshish? Europe. Mm. Remember, Jonah wanted to escape to Tarshish from Jaffa. Well, Tarshish then is west of Israel. Not east, but west. You can't go through, you know, Aqaba down to Tashish. You go to India that way, mm-hmm. but you, but, but or, or you know, a lot, you know, south of Israel. But if 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 you're traveling west to Tashish, you have to go to Jaffa, where I come from, the same mm-hmm. city I was born in. The port of Jaffa has been exist in existence for thousands of years. This is where Solomon got all the wood for the, yeah. you know, from the uh, cedar right. wood from Lebanon to build the temple. You're going west mm-hmm. to Tarshish. It says, and this is in Jonah one three. It says that he went to Tarshish. Okay, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, Europe, with all the young lions. Who who are the young lions? The new nations. America is a young lions, so are the British. Oh, no, 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 they're called the young lions. Mm. What is the emblem of the British Empire? A lion, and who are the young lions? The English-speaking world, yeah. Canada, Australia, the US, so, so forth. 
shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Notice that the ones standing against those who are coming to invade Israel are the Saudis and the Europeans Hmm. and America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so forth. To take a spoil. What spoil? What spoil? Mm -hmm. Back when Hal Lindsey wrote his great book, The Late Great Planet Earth, he and others talked about the spoil of the minerals of the Dead Sea. I don't believe that no more. Yeah. I believe this is the spoil. Yeah. This wealth wow. that will be created. People, this is incredible. Wow. This is like mind-boggling prophecy happening before our eyes right now. This time, yay. Okay? When that connection economically happens here, wealth will come to the Middle East unseen in the history of that part of the world. Amen. That's why. Wow. Okay? So prophecy has got, you know, it must be fulfilled, number one. And number two, you cannot have peace between them with that thing going through there without connections and normalization. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Then to take the spoil, the wealth that will be created. And you will come with your company to take that spoil, to carry away silver and gold and cattle and goods and a great spoil. They're not going to invade just because of Israel, because Israel is the gateway to Europe. None of that wealth can get through without here, Israel. Mm. Okay? So Israel, through the port of Haifa, they're going to be able to take it all, and by the way, fiber optic and all the rest of it, go right to Europe. Europe will will, will increase in wealth but Israel will increase in wealth probably more than anyone. They are the gateway to both continents. This is incredible. They are the gateway, have always been the gateway, between Africa, Asia, and Europe. Mm. That's why there have been a lot of wars in that part of the world because those that wanted to conquer uh, the the known world had to go through through the Holy Land, Mm -hmm. especially Jaffa, believe it or not. Where I come from. (laughs) I love it. Isn't that amazing? I actually come from there. Okay. So, and it says that you'll, you'll, you'll come like a cloud. You'll, you'll come to cover the land. All right. Now, one, one other thing that we, we have got to talk about. And you, so you have a second question for I me. Do. Go, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. So you said before, sir, that whatever happens to the Jews affects the whole world. Right. So where is that in the Bible? Well, it's in Deuteronomy 32 and verse 8. That is one of the most remarkable and amazing. And by the way, I talked about that uh, on Saturday, how what happens in Israel affects the nations. And Lucas and others, like, you want to know why? Like, wh- 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 where do you get that from? Well, here, here it is. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 8. And this is the most revealing verse, guys, most revealing verse, all of you. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. What inheritance? spiritual, Mm. where they stood in God's sight, basically. When he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people, meaning the Gentiles, according to the number of the children of Israel. That verse is powerful. Now look at it again and read it again. When the Most High, the one who runs and rules the nation, divided to the nations their inheritance. 
That inheritance has to do with what God will do with those nations spiritually and naturally. How they will be blessed in the spirit and in the natural. And it says when he separated the sons of Adam, when, when he decided where they would live, he set the bounds of the people. Mm. Meaning what will hold the blessings or release the blessings according to the number of the children of Israel. Wow. Now, let's go back in history a little bit, okay? All the nations, all, all the nations that came against Israel in the past were destroyed. When these nations came against Israel, they were destroyed, whether it's the Egyptians or Assyrians or Babylonians or the Romans. Mm -hmm. keep, keep going, okay? But the minute a nation befriends Israel, makes peace with Israel, the blessings, it's like heaven opens up on them. Yeah. Who, th who would have thought? You know, what a miracle that in 75 years, a people who came back from literally the ashes of the Holocaust yes. would come back to their land and 75 years later affect the world in such a way that they give you the iPhone. It's amazing. Voicemail, mm -hmm. text messaging, all that, and much more. There would be no cell phones today without Israel. They affected the world with agriculture, the dripping system that mm -hmm. they invented. Solar, where solar? Who invented solar energy? Israel. On and on. And I know some of you don't know that, but that's just a fact. Go check it out. Look at what they're doing in medicine. In, in, in rocket uh, engineering, in weaponry, military engineering. Yeah. Europe is buying the aero missile from them. Wow. The United States needs Israel. Biden said recently, and he said it before, he said if there, wa if there was no Israel, we would invent one. He said that. Go look for it. The president of the United States has said, and then when he was even senator, he said, he said, if there was no Israel, we would invent one. Because the Jewish mind, the best minds in the world, who are they? Jews. Mm -hmm. You know, Einstein was a Jew. Yeah. The best scientists, you name it, keep going. The best doctors are Jewish people. Because yeah. God has blessed them through the covenant of Abraham. So the way, and Churchill said, the way the nations deal with the Jews, God deals with them. So God deals with the nations according as the nations deal with the Jews. Where is, where is Hitler? Gone. Where is the, Ronom, the Romanovs of Russia, the Tsar of Russia who came against them and killed many of them? Gone. He was killed by Lenin and the communists. So the minute anyone touches the apple of God's eye, they're, they're in trouble. Because wow. the Jewish people are the apple of God's eye. He made a covenant with them that cannot be destroyed. It's that simple. So that's why it's important that now spiritual blessings will come to Saudi Arabia and all those nations and much, much more. So that's why I said that, and that's where we find it. 
in this amazing verse. Okay, you've got a third yes, question, I, I think. Do, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you spoke prophetically the other day when you were alive, and I wanted to know why you believe that this will cause revival. Oh, easy. Ah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking yes, me. Sir. Because in the past, well, biblically and in the past, but biblically, whenever a people, uh, whenever there was an event historically that affected the Jews, whether positively or negatively, something happened to those nations. Mm. If it was positive, it brought wealth. It brought blessings. If it was negative, no. So... Now, when you look at Israel, uh, the nation of Israel is God's voice of prophecy. Mm. Whatever happens there affects the world and the church. First, though, the church. Mm. So your question is amazing because if you look back at history, let's go in our generation. In 1948, Israel became a nation again, was restored as a people, as a nation again. The, The minute that happened, The second that happened, what did we see on earth? We saw the voice of healing take place in the world and healing ministries came on the the scene. Mm -hmm. And evangelism, Billy Graham and others like him, that happened right with the restoration of the nation of Israel. It was a great move of God. The second thing happened in the days of the charismatic renewal in 1967. June of 1967, to be exact, they were holding a conference in Notre Dame, Catholic Charismatic Conference. This is before the charismatic movement became worldwide known. There were some, you know, Catholic people who believed in the Holy Spirit's power, as they do today, many, many, many of them. And two Catholic priests who were conducting that conference ran out of water. And the well had dried up. In the, in the center where they were. Yeah. And they prayed. And God literally refilled the well. That well came alive. Crazy. And the part of God fell in that conference and it spread throughout the world. And then you know, Azusa Street happened and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But it was that amazing conference that shook the world. And it happened the same month, the same month when the 1967 war happened. The same year, the same month. June 5th, 1967. Now, you, you tell me if that's just a coincidence. Wow. Same month. Yeah. The charismatic renewal hit the world mm. when Israel took back Jerusalem. Wow. I still remember my dad coming in to our home. He said, now Jesus will, will come back. And my father was not religious at all. Wow. I never thought he'd say such a thing, but he did. So... In 73, the Yom Kippur War between Egypt, Syria, and Israel birthed Christian television. Mm. We've all been waiting for the fourth. What is next on God's agenda? This has just been announced. Once it happens, now listen here, dear people of God. It's going to happen, as they are now saying, early 2024. That that normalization will take place. Yeah, there's things now that the Saudis are demanding that that Israel must do for the Palestinians, and I believe that they will do it, frankly. They may have no choice. The Palestinian people need the Lord. Amen. Many of them are precious, precious people of God. I know a lot of them. And today, you know, sadly, in our minds, you know, we evangelicals, we love Israel, good. But let's begin to love the Arabs too now, okay? They are God's people. 
They are the seed of Ishmael. <coughs> you know? Yes, Same father named Abraham, remember? And many of them are getting saved. Mm -hmm. Many Arabs are coming to the Lord. And a great revival as a result. Lord, Amen. I give you praise. I'm about to blow up Amen. with excitement here. But as a result of this peace, you're going to see a revival in the whole Arab world. The whole Arab world. The young man, Chad, you know, who has been with me for four years now, he's actually ministering to the, to the Arabs. He'll be there a whole month. Uh, beginning October. He'll always be a part of our life and ministry. But I said, listen, and he came and, and was a blessing to me. And I said, okay, now God's going to launch you because he's from Jordan. His heart has always been the Arabs. He wants to minister to the Arabs. He was born here in the U.S., but his parents are from Jordan. Yeah. I said, go and be a blessing That's to so. the Arabs. And he's taking money and, and food and help to the people of Morocco just in a in yes, just a few days. Yes, That's why he's here, by the way, to do what he, Chad used to do. But the thing that is so amazing is revival is coming to the Arab world. Thank God for it. Thank yeah. God for it. Wow. So wh whatever happens in Israel affects the church first, the mm. church first. And it, that's what happened back in 48. The church saw a great revival and the world saw great changes. It was after 48 that Israel, became, uh, sorry, that the U.S. became a, a superpower and the British ceased to be a superpower mm. right after 48. Wow. It was the Suez campaign in 56 that diminished the power of the British Empire when they invaded the uh, Suez Canal. Wow. And Eisenhower forced them to leave. Mm. And the French, the French and the British lost their power on earth after 1948. Wow. They were no longer superpowers, wow. colonial, co uh, colonial powers. Also, Russia became the Soviet Union mm -hmm. after 48. Now they, were, they, they, they began to expand and see you know, a lot of authority throughout the world. And the whole world changed. And then in 67, man went to the, to the moon after that. <laughs> 73, technology took off like a rocket. Mm -hmm. And think about what will happen to the oh. world when this takes place. So I'm here to prophesy. I'm here prophesying. We're going to see a revival come to the church and an in incredible changes to the world. Now, one of the things that I believe God's going to do, that he did it with every move of God, the voice of healing, charismatic renewal, and the Christian and, and Christian TV, prosperity came. Wow. As they always come together. Evangelism, tremendous healings and miracles, and prosperity. Get ready for the wealth transfer coming. Wow. I'm here to tell you prophetically, there's coming a wealth transfer to the church. We've all been waiting for it. And wealth transfers have always taken place in times when someone positively was affecting the seed of Abraham. Mm. For example, when Pharaoh was kind to him and gave him back Sarah, he, he actually gave him gold and silver. Yeah. It's, in, it's in the Bible. Wow. Later, when Abimelech, remember, was kind to, to Isaac, God began blessing Isaac. Mm -hmm. And later blessed Abimelech, who came back and said, hey, we see that God is with you, so we want to be friends with you. Mm -hmm. Jacob, God gave him the wealth of Laban sure. because of the favor of God that was on his life. And then look, remember, what happened to Joseph? Mm -hmm. 
Remember what happened to Israel. Remember what happened oh, yeah. to Solomon. They were all wealth transfers, every one of them. Yes, sir. So God, I believe right now, we are going to see a wealth transfer unseen in world history. There's more money today on earth than ever before. Because money goes in a big circle, and every time it you know, comes around, gets more of it. A lady years ago said, well, we're running out of money. And the preacher said, no, we're not. We have more money today than we had ever since Adam. Oh, my God. Because it keeps going around, it gets bigger. You sweet people of God, if you want God to bless your future financially, mm -hmm. you must prove yourself faithful today. Financially. A faithful man will, will in the future, see increase and abound with blessing. Now, why, the, why this, this uh, uh, transfer has to come? To finance the end time harvest. Mm. Now, Jesus talked about it in Luke 6, 38. He said, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall mm -hmm. man, man, the world, give to your bosom. Mm -hmm. That's a wealth transfer. Yeah. And we are number seven on the list. Abraham was number one. Isaac was number two. If you look at, at your Bible, wow. these received the wealth of the wicked. There's six of them already. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Israel, and Solomon. Wow. Seven is us. <laughs> In the Bible, it says that Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. Mm -hmm. Israel had gold like rocks. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what it says in, the, in, the, in God's holy word. Sure. There's got to be a seven to fulfill God's plan. There's been six wealth transfers on earth already. Mm -hmm. A seventh has to come. And the Lord prophesied that it will come when he said it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shall you get together. That's a transfer of wealth. Shall men, not believers, men in the world, give to your bosom. And you know, we've seen bits and pieces of it, and we've always you know, rejoiced, da, 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 da. but it should happen globally to the body of Christ. When God brought Israel out of Egypt, he brought them with the wealth of the Egyptians. Yes. Before the rapture, we will have the wealth of the world to get the gospel out on mass. Because the gospel will be preached through the church, not just preachers and pastors and evangelists. It says they will go. They will lay hands on the sick. They, meaning the church. God is going to use you in such a glorious way. But if you really want to receive the wealth of the sinner, I know you've heard that before, but saints, uh -huh. this just happened. This is in the making. Yeah. By 2024, this peace will be reality. Mm -hmm. From what they're all saying, it has to because of that pipe that they want to work on. Yep. And much more. That, that connection. You have got to give to the Lord in faith. Let your faith come alive now for your tomorrow and your children's tomorrow. There will be no prosperity without sowing seed. Mm -hmm. And being faithful with it being faithful to the Lord and his work, sowing into the kingdom of God, as the Bible tells us to sow. And Paul said, God will give seed to the sower and bring such abundance, there'll be no lack. No lack. You read 2 Corinthians chapter 9 there. And he said, if we sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. If we sow bountifully, we'll reap bountifully. And God is able to make all that grace abound 
There will be no lack in our lives whatsoever. That day is coming. It's in James. In the book of James, it's throughout the Bible that God is going to give the church a mighty financial harvest before the great day of the Lord, the last move of God through the church on earth is, is about to happen. Lord, I give you praise. Okay, listen, listen. I want to pray with you, but first, lift your, your hands and thank God for what is coming your way, that God will use you and prosper you and prosper you as, as you, you, you get your life in order spiritually and financially. I'm here to ask all of you, get your life in order. If you don't have your life in order, this is the time to fix it all up. Get your life in order right now, spiritually and financially. You've got to do it, saints, so God can bless your life. And spiritually will affect you physically too, by the way. The minute you get your life in order spiritually, health will come to you physically. But it's our job to get our life in order spiritually and then financially as we give to the Lord. It's time to give. It's time to sow. It's time to prepare for the greatest financial blessing you've ever known and the greater transfer of wealth in the history of the church. That is a certainty. Lord, bless them, anoint them, and use them. And Lord, the seed they sow right now, the seed they sow and give to you right now, multiply it, Lord. Increase it. And Lord, I pray the heavens will open over their lives and prosperity will descend with abundance in the name of Jesus. Showers and mighty abundant blessings coming to everyone in Jesus' holy name. Okay, you can sow right now on the platform you're watching me on in faith. Get, get your faith all stirred up. This is an amazing hour. Or you can go to our website, benin.org. Or you can text VHM45777. Love you and thank you for being with me. And tomorrow, a powerful teaching again. This is going to be an amazing time and an amazing season we are coming into. All right. Much love. Love you. Bye-bye.